the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. Watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I am Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column at WorldNetDaily, that's WND.com, and also on BarbWire.com, and my articles are posted elsewhere out on the web, and be sure to order my book, written especially for teens, Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. And don't forget to tune in to my daily commentaries here on WRFD at 1020 a.m., four-minute commentaries, Monday through Friday. Today, I am going to talk about something I've been writing about a lot lately, and it's how our children are being corrupted in so many schools in this country. And I know I've talked about this before, but I want to give an overview of why we're at the place we're at now with this and then what we can do about it. And of course, this is not every school and it's generally not Christian schools, at least not yet, but elements of what I am going to mention, if not all of them, some of them are present in almost all public schools now. And it's gotten radically worse in just the last couple of years and the public is starting to get a glimpse of what's going on but we need to be more active on this. Well, why is it suddenly worse? Before I get into that, I want to go back and let's just talk about the big picture. What does God's word tell us? We know, of course, the seventh commandment that we are not to commit adultery, and that is we are not to have sex outside of marriage, male, female, biblically defined marriage. And there are many, many admonitions in scripture against fornication, which is sex before marriage, and against homosexuality. So we know all of this is outside God's will. So why then are Christians allowing their children to go to schools where essentially graphic 
explicit material, what could only be called at this point pornography, either in the library, in many of the books that are available, or in sex education lessons, or both, are available to kids, not just available, but encouraged in many cases for whatever reason a teacher or a librarian might have for that. This is encouraged. And I haven't even mentioned the indoctrination of kids to accept gender confusion as if that's normal. It's one more way our kids are being destabilized. These things are so upsetting to kids. They're very upsetting. They're very adult. They seem scary. And we wonder why kids then are sometimes depressed, anxious, overstressed, and probably more than anything, disillusioned. You know, when the adults in a child's life are consumed or seemingly consumed with wanting to introduce a child to adult sexual situations, children begin very quickly to lose faith in adults, both the ones who are directly introducing this and those who've put them in this situation, friends. That's parents, the people that have opened this door for them and said, hey, go to this school. Now, of course, I'm not going to put the blame on parents entirely, which is the whole point of this, because we're being caught unawares in many cases. These things come up and you have no idea how bad it's gotten. Well, after this program, there's no excuse for anybody, is there? You need to check. You need to go check. Have you ever talked to kids who have lost their faith in adults? They're, they've become much more vulnerable to all kinds of other problems. When we introduce them to these topics or we send them into classrooms where someone else does, they end up wondering, you know, if they're throwing me into something like this, who can I trust? They feel hurt and confused. They may not say that, but that's what happens. The vast majority of children who hear these X-rated or disordered lessons are not involved in any of this and even the statutory requirements at the state level, that kids must learn about protecting against HIV and so on. This is the reason that so much of this has gotten into our schools with condom demonstrations and all of that. That's that's the rationale behind a lot of that. The vast majority of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, which is where this is being introduced now, are not involved in any of this. None of them should be involved. They do not need, even from a secular standpoint need, quote unquote, to learn about protecting themselves sexually. No, what's happening is that people are introducing them deliberately to adult level materials. Why in the world people would do this? Well, I'll talk about that in a second, some theories about that. But none of them need to be involved in this. And every time the subject is introduced, it should be in the context of abstinence until marriage. That is where kids will be happiest, healthiest, have the least complicated, the least heartbroken lives, and do the least damage in other people's lives. It also just happens to line up with God's will. So back to scripture. In the Song of Solomon, in that beautiful picture of young love, the daughters of Jerusalem are cautioned, do not awaken love until it pleases. So this is 
a standard expressed in scripture over and over that marriage is for adults, sex is for marriage, childhood is for childish things, and there is a time in the future for the expression of a new aspect of humanity. And this is just what you observe through the development of human beings. We acknowledge as a society, for instance, through our laws that children are simply not ready for certain kinds of responsibilities until they are adults, which is why they don't drive until they're 16 or vote, drink, or smoke until 18 or 21. So why do we think that sexual behavior would be a positive thing? when it is such a powerful emotion that can drive human passions, and if not confined to healthy boundaries, drive those passions into dark and destructive places. Who would ever want to burden impressionable children who are still wholesome and carefree, could care less about all this, who are still developing and maturing? Who would want to burden them with these kinds of heavy emotions and destroy their innocence? Well, it's usually people who themselves are into some extremely weird stuff, some very immoral activities, who are jaded themselves or disillusioned, who have no real concept of children, who have not had children of their own, or if they have children, they are raising them in very unorthodox ways. And essentially, when you do that, you have no understanding of or respect for children and childhood, for what is age appropriate, for what will be the best development in the long term for children. And some of these people also have very unacceptable, what we would consider unacceptable goals. They may be advocates of seeking to conduct an, an experiment of, let's indoctrinate them in this and see what happens in five years kind of thing. And a lot of these people, I mean, are radical change agents who are committed to a whole new revolutionary concept of society. It's often an aspect of cultural Marxism, where people have decided that everyone's uh, best parent, quote unquote, is some aspect of the government, some bureaucracy, a school, a community center run by a bureaucracy, the welfare state, and so on. And so their goal really is to separate children from any remnant of Judeo-Christian belief, from their closest relationships, severing their ties with and destroying their trust in their family, their love for their family. They have no problem with severing these ties and smashing those relationships. And then children are ripe for being groomed to develop and accept very base behavior, to being seduced into behavior with adults or older peers, and they will get into sexual promiscuity, abortion, homosexuality. Of course, you have not failed to notice that the advocates of all these behaviors turn where? To the government and liberal courts to back up their so-called rights to not only engage in this behavior, but to do it in front of other people, to force others to verbally respect and overtly support it, which is why we're going to court for religious freedom rights, trying to defend people who are in the wedding industry. And, you know, to get that backing for what they're doing and to force this on everyone. That's where 
these radicals go. And the ones who want to create revolution have, have actually said, we're starting with the schools. Groups like GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, SICUS, which is a radical sex education group, Advocates for Youth is another radical group, the Human Rights Campaign, which has its own aspect of a an elementary school curriculum called Welcoming Schools, and I had on my program not too long ago, Carol Ayala from the Austin Schools, who was a former teacher who told us all about how Welcoming Schools was being snuck into their school system. Teacher training courses had been initiated without board approval or any parental approval, and some people, including her, got together and blew the whistle on this, which advocates, that program advocates children accepting homosexuality, homosexual-headed families, and transgenderism even in grade school. It's a grade school curriculum, and it's gross and inappropriate with materials that accompany that. Now, this is deliberate targeted corruption, which these advocates might call freedom, quote unquote, but it's not freedom. It's oppression. It's tyranny. It's exploitation and deliberate criminal abuse of children, frankly, if we were uh, adhering to the same standards we've had for most of civilized time. And again, not all teachers are like this. As I just mentioned, we have had teachers that have been uh, responsible whistleblowers. But among those teaching sex ed, I think you will find a preponderance of people who adhere to these kinds of, uh, they, they think that all of this is perfectly fine, that children being sexual is perfectly fine. But it is not perfectly fine, friends. This is malpractice, and again, it should be criminalized, and we should be suing these people right and left. And um, maybe we'll have a chance to talk about that possibility a little bit later in the program. I'll try to get to that. And then there are the libraries, These are the backstop for the whole thing. Have you looked at the material in your child's library? Do not have any child, eight or nine, if they are an avid reader, check out any novel without you checking it out first, even if it has an innocuous title. Because so many of these American Library Association um, approved and award-winning books are dark, violent, depressing, advocating all kinds of occult spirituality that we would not want. But as well as that, many, many of them are explicit, and I mean explicit, in sexuality and homosexuality. Any book about homosexuality almost always, any novel almost always includes explicit passages of homosexual sex between kids. And the latest ones that I've read are extremely explicit, and it's all the way through the book. So, But the American Library Association has what they called their right-to-read policy. That just means they think nothing is off-base for children. Nothing. They think that that's repressive. No, it's corruption. And the library schools that have trained the librarians at your school most likely came out of that decades-old progressive philosophy that has gotten increasingly radical over the years. So, and then, of course, publishers. uh, There's been no bars on publishers because the American Library Association backs all this up. We don't have enough parents complaining 
and they love to sell sensational books. So that's the other end of that story. We have to stop this, friends. We have to put a halt to this. Only you and I can do this. First, we have to learn what's going on. Then we have to care. Then we have to commit to acting. When we come back, I will be talking more about this subject of how our children, our precious children, are being corrupted. Stay tuned here on Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. If you'd like to learn more, log on to MissionAmerica.com. That's MissionAmerica.com. More Mission America with Linda Harvey coming up right after this. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to MissionAmerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And today we're talking about the corruption of children in our schools. And we know it's through the indoctrination of certain policies and lessons on social justice, which implies that homosexuality and transgenderism is fine, and the non-discrimination policies that back up the schools and all their activities and student homosexual clubs and all of that. But where it, it really gets explicit and meets your child on a very personal level and where you need to get involved is sex education and in the libraries and in the very explicit material that will reach your child at a very personal place, which is age inappropriate most of the time and introduces deviant sex practices are the kinds of things that God would not want anyone involved in. They are depraved practices that some strange adults think are fine for kids. They are not fine for kids and you and I both know that, but your children may not share with you the kinds of things that they come across or that they are exposed to. So you need to check it out, folks. And before I tell you the kinds of things that we need to do, let me just tell you why we've gotten where we have gotten. You know, you may be wondering how did things get so much more radical. They've been radical, but it's way over the top at this point. Well, what's happened is that the people that are pushing explicit sex education have linked up with homosexual and transgender groups. And in fact, it's the, quote, LGBTQ, unquote, groups that are driving so much of sex education radicalism these days. Not that being pro-abortion isn't radical. It is very radical. But the two have very common goals, actually, pushing sex in all directions, which makes children turn to people who make a lot of money on this, Planned Parenthood um, and all of the homosexual groups. They have money. They have power. They want to increase all of that. And they want to influence change in society. And so groups like Planned Parenthood have joined up with Advocates for Youth and SICUS and then GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian and Straight Education Network and the Human Rights Campaign and GSA Network and Gender Spectrum and others that are pushing specifically the transgendered agenda and advocating all of these practices. Again, I'm not trying to be 
intentionally trying to not be too explicit here on our Christian radio station, but this is generally starting in middle school. And even younger children, if they can get away with it, is where they will go next. And already, again, there is one group of lessons, a number of lessons that are out there trying to push uh, transgenderism, which isn't explicit sex, but it is dark and perverse. The idea of children imagining changing their genders, which you can never actually do. No one ever is born in the wrong sex body. And if if not that, then supporting any peers that are confused in that way. Now, these people have a lot of influence and many linkages to teachers in local schools. Joining together with uh, the radical teachers unions, they have the power to have teacher conferences and workshops and all kinds of incentives for teachers to begin using they're more radicalized materials, and some teachers don't need a lot of incentive because they are already radicals themselves, as we know. And so the only thing that has stopped this, friends, are parents speaking out. And I want to give you a couple of examples in the time we have left. This is the kind of thing we need to do. Uh, we need to call together groups of parents and have workshops showing explicitly to the parents, not kids invited, explicitly showing them what is being taught in your school. And you need to get these together like the people in Austin, Texas did recently. Get a group together in the library, prepare PowerPoint presentations and show them what is going on. And once people see, and then the school board knows that you have shown this, and they're invited, of course, and they may or may not show up, but they know that you have seen it, and then they are confronted with this, they have to act. And if they don't act, you elect someone else the next time the school board comes around. Or you go to social media, and in a very powerful way, make your case, like one dad on Facebook in, you know, you'd think liberal Albany, New York wouldn't respond to something like this. No, this dad in the Albany, New York area got on Facebook and he's had something like a million views as he described his 11-year-old son's assignment from school on sexuality. And the materials used were from the Albany Homosexual Activist Organization, let me find the name of it, the Pride Center of the Capital Region is where all this came from. His child was to learn a whole range of terms and definitions. And this this is in many, many lessons these days, not just sex education, but every time homosexuality comes up, the kids learn all of these things from asexual to cisgender to queer to gender queer. As you know, it's a tutorial in debased sexual activity and ungodly and strange and bizarre identities. So that was from this homosexual activist group. And then the child was also, he was told all about sex change surgery. Do you know how troubling that is for the pubescent child to have described to him or her the amputation of healthy breasts or genitals? This is so scary, so destabilizing again, and all because of the delusion in a person's mind. This is unnecessary surgery, amputations of healthy body parts. We have no new science that would justify this. This is child abuse. If adults do this, they are abusing their own bodies. It's self-destructive activity. 
and any doctors that participate are doing it for money or trendy, unsupported practices that someday will be put in the same category as lobotomies. That's where we're at. Well, anyway, this dad referred to all of this as state-funded porn. He said it was BS and stealing kids' innocence and ruining America. And he is exactly right. We have to start using Twitter and social media. And I, of course, you may, may have seen the recent publicity about this incredibly depraved presentation made to kids at Columbus East High School. And the substitute teacher who showed them this horrible film uh, was convicted for disseminating material harmful to minors. So it is possible. The courts may be starting to listen, I hope so, and coming around on our side for some of the overt corruption of our kids. I have more articles on our website, friends, at missionamerica.com with many details I was not able to provide here. Just remember, just remember, with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. For more information and lots of news and Christian commentary on today's culture, log on to missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com. And be sure to listen to Mission America every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 1.30 here on AM 880 and 104.5 FM, The Word, WRFD. And remember, with God, all things are still possible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.